Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Filmmaker, director, and Valencia guitarist Brendan Walter was one of 32 students sued by the RIAA for downloading music while he was attending Drexel University. And we have to wonder if one of the songs he limewired was the 1996 Donna Lewis pop gem, I Love You Always Forever. This Welsh artist took a nursery rhyme chorus and made Billboard history, which was clearly a magical time full of exotic sweetness that made an impact on Brendan as he laid under a blue sky with pure white stars. Brendan, welcome to the show. You've been my friend for a long time, and I just found out a piece of information about you that I never, I don't know how I never knew this, but <laughs> Matt and I had to reference your Wikipedia to find this out about you. That when you were in college at Drexel University, you actually got in some trouble from the RIAA, which I believe is the would probably be the Recording Industry Association of America. I think that, that, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, you that, nailed it. Yeah, That sounds right to me. Uh, you were one of 32 students, and this wasn't just at Drexel. It was a bunch of different colleges that got busted for, I don't know, were you Napster in? Were you LimeWire in? Or, or what? Well, I would assume you were a LimeWire guy, right? Uh, or FrostWire? I, before college, <laughs> I was LimeWire, but there was a thing in college where like, 
you know, you showed up and they had like the fastest internet and you were just like, you were, you had access to everybody in your dorm and like all, mm-hmm. everyone on the college network, like their iTunes library. So you could just download whatever you wanted. I figured what it was called. It was like something number two, something anyway. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And I would just, I you was weren't just lying about how Drexel at that time. What do you have a rough year on this? Uh, 2006, I think. Okay. So even before then. Yeah. When I was when I was a junior in high school, my girlfriend was a freshman at uh, Drexel, and we would like she she would just download shit on my behalf because the Drexel Wi-Fi was like so much faster and quicker for downloading songs. It was insane than like your home computers. It was chaos. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> I gotta get a hold of every single album and every song that I can find and just load up my hard drives and eh, it backfired. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, well, I saw I so I read more not about your particular thing, but just in general about that whole case that they were trying to get a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a song oh yeah <laughs> i don't understand like what who are you who are you getting a hundred and fifty thousand dollars from obviously donna I lewis needs that money because <laughs> well i'm well, of the um, belief that he got the entire now in a minute album by donna lewis during that download <laughs> you're damn right i did um yeah. <laughs> but i yeah i don't know chris i mean i i I remember just being like, you know, they. I remember actually, I was at a party and it was like 4 a.m. and I like was like it was like bored and weird, like that part of the night. And I like checked my email at this party for some reason, <laughs> and like I was like, oh, there's like a weird email here from like the lawyer from Drexel, and they're like suing me. And everyone was like, no, no, it's you're probably fine. And then like this one girl was like, my mom's a lawyer. I'm gonna call her right now. She like called her mom. And she's like, oh no, that's real. And like you better find a lawyer right now because. You're going to need to settle because if you go to court with them, you will lose everything. Your parents will lose everything. Like it's, it's going to be bad. Oh my God. What ended up happening? Uh, we ended up settling out of court for like, I think, I mean at the time and I was like 17 or 18 years old. So it was like, you know, $7,500 was like the end of the world. But my parents luckily were like, well, Uh we'll help you there. But like, you know, if we had gotten sued and gone to court, it would have been just like, they would have destroyed us. So. Yeah. Right. They were just wow. looking to like make examples of people and you know, make people you settle got scapegoated hard. Big time. Yeah. You got, think about I mean, I downloaded stuff like like everybody <laughs> did. I downloaded yeah. stuff like crazy. Why did they I guess cuz you were using the college's thing, man. You can't use the college's I I learned this when I was a freshman. So when I was a freshman, you know, with Punchline, we had our website, an Angel Fire website or whatever. Uh-huh. It was the dawn of a band having a website. But I was using, I went to Duquesne University in Pittsburgh, and I was using, like, the the email for the college. Like, it was, like, Chris Fafalius at duq.edu or whatever. And, dude, first of all, I always talk about this. I went to this college. I'm such an idiot. Like, or I guess maybe I was just, like, Oh, I don't know anything, but I went to a Catholic school. I'm not Catholic and I went to a Catholic school. That's the first funny part of this. (laughs) And second of all, um, (laughs) so I'm using my email to like, you know, interact with people on the internet or whatever. And someone came on and like talked shit on the punchline, like (laughs) guest book. Yeah. So, so basically it was something along the lines of like, I emailed them and wrote like, fuck you, man, or something. <laughs> and, I, and I got an email from like the head father 
<laughs> I don't know, fa- father or something. Trevor would know because Trevor went to Duquesne. Totally. He would definitely know who I'm talking about. 100%. Father, whatever, is like, Christopher, I need to talk to you. I need to, about an email you sent to, and I was like, <gasps> and, and I deleted the email and I just never, at that point, never went and met with of this course. father guy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I never used that email address again. <laughs> so I, I think the moral of the story is don't use, if you're in college, college kids, don't use your college stuff for anything. Go outside yeah. of it one way I, or another. Dude, I, that like gasp moment that you were talking about like seeing that email i literally had that like six months ago do you remember i texted you about it uh i was doing a video one of the videos for the geekscape youtube channel and i had to pull a bunch of footage from like old twilight zone episodes and i have every season of twilight zone on dvd in my basement but i was like i don't want to drag them all up here and like individually rip the different episodes that I need in my hard drive. Let me just hop on uTorrent and just, I'm sure someone has uploaded like a a zip file of every episode and I downloaded it. And all of a sudden I got an email from my internet provider being like, Hey, we just got a notification that you downloaded like all of this stuff. And uh, if it happens again, we'll pull your Wi-Fi from your home. And I was like, Oh no. Wow. Jeez, I hate getting in trouble. Yeah, really <laughs> it sucks dude, getting in trouble. Especially, especially as a full-grown adult. It's bad <laughs> enough when you're a kid, but when you feel like you're going to get in trouble. Oh, I mean, we're going down a long line here, but <laughs> I got to talk. Do you, you know what's the worst is getting a letter from the IRS. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Have you got- <laughs> the worst. Wait, I've, okay. Have you gotten one? Well, I. this is a... We don't need to go to all the way down this, but basically like, I have a, a yeah. guy who does my taxes for me. Uh-huh. And last year, he somehow the IRS just like or someone, whatever, the Social Security office just like decided that he was dead, that like, oh, no, this guy is not alive anymore. We got to kill his Social Security number. So he wasn't allowed to, you know, file my taxes for me. And I didn't oh. know it because he was just like dealing with all this shit. And he's like, I can't call my guy and be like, hold on. I can't let me just let you know what's going on. Like he just was trying to figure it out. And so like his Social Security number was broken anyway been having to deal with the irs but every time i get a letter even though i know it's going to be about that i'm just like i got one the other day and i'm just like oh here we go gonna get audited I'm, this sucks like i'm so, so scared of the mail yeah i yeah. really am scared of the mail <laughs> at all times because so you know, i've got i've got one last thing to bring up and then we'll actually bring this around to the per- <laughs> thing we're supposed to talk about um so speaking of like irs and all of that craziness when I was a freshman in college, I wasn't able to get any student loans, like no student loans, no help, because they said my family made too much money. And it wasn't until midway through my freshman year, we found out that there was a second Matthew Kelly that was born to a gym in Donna Kelly, two states away, wow. who was wow. born the same day as me. And we what? were both issued the same social security number. That's and nuts. it was counting our entire family's combined incomes as one family income. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. It made it so hard to file taxes. But we kicked off this episode (laughs) talking about your Wikipedia bio. And Uh I need to call out that the Wikipedia bio for Donna Lewis has two full paragraphs at the start just trying to figure out how old she is. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Well, Donna, she she was in her 30s when this song hit. And basically, when they'd ask her how old she was, she was just like, I'm not 21. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> like, I've been married for nine years, so you know I'm not 21. But like, I guess the record label kept saying, yep, she was born in 1973. But like, 
then other people did just the tiniest bit of research and was like, she graduated college in 79. (laughs) (laughs) Either she's Doogie Howser or she's lying. (laughs) I I thought that was so cool because, I mean, I I think now it says like her real age. And I was like, she was 37 when she released this song. And like, that's kind of incredible for like a, you know, a female artist to be, you know, so successful at such a late stage is so awesome. I mean, especially in the 90s. It was pretty cool in my head. And I don't think I fully grasped how successful this song was. Like, like I remember this song. This song, basically the only thing that kept this from being a number one hit was the existence of the Macarena, that song. Macarena! No! Donna Lewis's... (laughs) Donna Lewis's... Yeah, that that sucks, man. Nine weeks in a row. It was number two. Just the Macarena kept her out of it. She has, here's a very quick quiz game. <laughs> she holds the record of the longest time at number two tied with two other songs. Ooh. Can you guess what those other two songs are that never got to number one but hung out at number two for nine straight weeks? This has got to be the hardest question yes, ever. What song, sure. what song went to number two but didn't In the history of music, num- come on. You just got to figure out two of them. Here, I'll I, narrow it down. Both female yeah. vocalists oh. have fun. Uh, can, we get a, can we get a decade? <laughs> so I'll give you... I'll give you two years, but one of those years will not help you even a little bit. Um, So one of the years was 1998. Okay. And the other year was 2019. Oh. Oh, boy. Those were the peak dates anyway, but... It's a female vocalist from 1998 who went to number two. I Mm -hmm. mean, this is right around... This is kind of around Donna Lewis time. Uh, Yeah. Is it like Gwen Stefani or something? Like a... Hold on. Think a country pop crossover artist in 1998. Oh, Shania? Shania Twain, still the one, wow. sat at number two for nine weeks without getting to number one. And then the other one, you're never going to guess this, and it doesn't make any sense. In 2019, Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree was stuck at number two for nine weeks behind Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. That makes no sense. You- I love it. You could have given me, you could have given me infinite amount of guesses, and I would have never arrived at that. Um, yeah, so this was. I mean, that, that's disappointing for Donna Lewis, especially because the Macarena is. It's pretty much novelty music. Yes, and I know this is like like a light-hearted pop songs. It's not like a. It's not like this is that much better than that you know in the grand scheme of things it's not that much deeper but at least this is like a a real legit like song song macarena almost (laughs) feels like macarena macarena almost feels like a jingle it feels like who let the dogs out for that yes that year yeah yeah that's a bummer when this song i mean this song it very much falls into like Donna Lewis, when I was digging deeper into some of her other stuff, like she fits more in with like an Enya type thing. Like it's very like ambient new age with like just a dash of pop. Like, so the fact that this song was huge is crazy. But at the same time, this song has not one, but two massive hooks in it. Yeah, like, the bridge of the song feels like another chorus. It's insanely like, catchy. I love yeah. it, but I always, yeah. this is, a f- I mean, I feel like this song in particularly, I had like 
just misheard all like so many of the lyrics but the lyric in the bridge sounds like well what's the lyric in the bridge so the lyric to the bridge is i have it right here um where did i put it there you go say you'll love love me forever never stop never whatever near and far and always and everywhere and everything so it always sounded like she was saying say you'll never love me forever not never yeah. love love <laughs> me forever like why would you say the love word twice it's so confusing <laughs> but i i thought that the it was just like oh you just undermined the whole song i thought this was all about loving me forever but then you're saying don't love me forever i don't know anyway <laughs> <laughs> that that part of the song i don't know if this is what you're referring to as the other hook but the i guess it's the verse yeah right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It reminds me, like, that sounds like the music that would be in, like, a feminine hygiene commercial. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think the, you're right, though. The verse melody gets stuck in your head. Obviously, the chorus is like a nursery rhyme that just, like, digs itself into your brain. The, mm -hmm. I love you, always, forever, near and far, closer, together, <laughs> like, yeah. on and on and Keep on. Keep but then, yeah, I agree. The bridge really is, like, a whole second chorus when it comes in. Yeah. With the say you love me, love me forever, no, no, oh, yeah. but like it, it's just like catchy part after catchy part after catchy part. Da, 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 <laughs> yep. Da. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah that's like, where it hits. <laughs> that's what I mean. You almost, you almost could imagine. I remember reading that when Kid A was being written by by uh, Donna Lewis. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I love we're talking about. Yeah. How do we get into Kid A from this? But when 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 they were writing Kid A, like I think Tom York said that he basically just wrote down lines that he thought were cool, and then would just throw them in a hat and draw them at random, and that was how he would construct a song. Which is why, like a song like Idiotech, just has like four catchy lines repeated over and over again. Yeah, and this mm -hmm. song literally feels like someone just had three or four really catchy choruses, but didn't know what to do with them. So it's like I don't know, could we? We just put them all in the same song and figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> like, it makes the way sense. to do it. I I was so I was also looking, and I don't know if you caught this. Well, I, it was first I go to Spotify and then do like the credits and then go like who wrote it or who produced it or whatever okay. you know. Yeah. And it said that it said H E Bates, and I started googling H E Bates. And if, did you guys get to this part? Like it's based. No. All the lyrics <laughs> are taken from this novel from like the eighteen hundreds by this guy H E Bates. What? Love for Lydia. They wanted to call the song Lydia originally, and the record company was like, "You don't even say the name Lydia in the song. You've got to name it something oh, else." It, no, it's from the fifties. It, it's a novel from the fifties. But either way, really? I, th I thought it was such a. I think that's kind of cool when like you think a song like isn't that deep, and it's just kind of like, oh, it's just like a love song. But like it comes from like literature, and it's like they thought about this thing and kind of like researched it, and like I don't know, maybe found it some. Yeah. The the line I, I love you always forever near and far closer together is a direct quote from the book yeah. that they took and then turned that into the the whole song. That's <laughs> awesome. I mean, did you guys know this is complete? I can't believe we're going from Kid A to Donna Lewis back to what I'm going to talk about. But I recently learned this. You know that Dropkick Murphy song that goes da 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 na 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 shipping off to Boston. Yep. Do you know that 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 was like the the singer of Dropkick Murphys just found all the words to that song uh in a uh Woody Guthrie like had written Woody or Arlo Guthrie one of the Guthries <laughs> yeah. had just written those as like a poem uh -oh. and he just took those and turned that into that song I think well that's similar to a uh, benefit of Mr 
kite by the Beatles oh. was literally a poster that they saw. Oh. And that was just, they took what was described at this circus on the poster what? and put music to it. That yeah. makes it almost less, that one That one makes it less cool to me. Because I, like, <laughs> I was like, well, they think about all these crazy characters and like all these things. Like, that's awesome. But yeah, that's kind of weird. Wow. I never knew that. How did I not know that? Yeah, if you go on the wiki page for Benefit of Mr. Kite, I think they even have a picture of the poster that they saw. It was like a 1920s circus advertisement. You know, (laughs) I always just pictured it. Like when I hear that song and I think about it, I think it it being Mr. Kite, like there's a kite with... Like on Pee Wee, was there a kite on Pee Wee? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's who did the weather report. I think of that guy. (laughs) Globy, Mr. Kite, Cherry... What hey hey Brendan were you a Pee Wee fan? Oh yeah, loved it. What's your favorite What's your favorite segment on a Pee Wee episode? I know mine. <sighs> I want to hear yours first, but mine is Penny Cartoon. I love the good Penny Cartoon. That is and nice. I, I like John B too. Mechaleka high, Mecha honey. Oh, uh, that's Big a classic. Big John B guy. There. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> My least favorite is King of Cartoons. Never liked the King of Cartoons. Your your Dropkick Murphys thing kind of reminded me of the thing you said earlier about the verse sounding like a like a makeup commercial or something like that. Yeah, like, sure. I always think, I, I mean, you know, back in the day, I would hear Drop Pick, Kick Murphy's and be like, oh, this is so cool. But now when I hear it, I'm like, it sounds like a beer commercial, but because sure. it's been in so many beer commercials. But I wonder if Donna <laughs> Lewis at the time was like, oh, this is cool. And now it's been in so many makeup commercials that you're like, it just sounds like a makeup commercial. Like what came first? First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy and getting to eat restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free!
that's the trade-off, man. If you're going to be like, oh, that's it. I don't, I don't care. I'll sell out, whatever. Use my song and whatever. You'll get paid, no yeah. doubt. But then it kind of ruins the song sometimes. Like that's, totally. that's the trade-off, you know? And that's why, you know, I think, dude, they were using, <laughs> remember that, that band Phoenix, they're great amazing band then they started using those songs in car commercials and it was every like non-stop that beat at the beginning of that amazing song but now when i hear it i'm like oh i think of this i think it was a cadillac that was that was like the i feel like that was the 2010s it was like no no like artsy indie rock band was safe from being utilized in a million car and iPod commercials. Speaking of Radiohead, I remember there was a time where they just like, if you heard a Radiohead song in a movie, it was like, holy shit, they let it happen. Like they would (laughs) never do it. Like it was like in Vanilla Sky or something like that. And like, that was it. And now it's like, I feel like I hear it everywhere. They like lifted the embargo and I was like, ah, they shouldn't have done that. It was such a cool thing that they kept the mystique. Especially, I mean, I guess if you pick and choose and you're like, oh, this is amazing. This is an amazing movie. I, I want this. Brendan, we recently had on the show, we had John from Nine Days, who they used story of a girl and everything uh-huh. everywhere all at once. And like, yeah, just has such an awesome story about that. Yeah, that movie, please use our yes. songs. But, <laughs> totally. but like, I, hey, Brendan, <laughs> speaking of speaking of songs and movies, do you remember you were literally with me when we went and saw the punchline song in Van Wilder, too? I remember we, it. it was a I, it's a fantastic piece of cinema history. I, I do have to ask. I don't think I've ever asked you this follow up question, Chris. When you went and saw it in theaters after you heard the song, did you stick around for the rest of the movie or did you I back up did. And leave at that point? We did because it didn't happen till like late in the movie. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was us in Valencia that we were the only people in the theater. I was going to say, I believe I, that's the only eight people that saw that movie. I, I can't believe it was in a theater. <laughs> and like, to be honest. It's crazy. Like, it was a different yeah. time, man. So my brother and I were texting about American Pie movies. And I mentioned that I was watching one of the like straight to DVD American Pie sequels. And uh-huh. the mu- I, I can't even begin to comprehend how much money they had to have spent on the soundtrack for this particular movie it was american pie presents book of love which was the last direct to dvd american pie release Mm -hmm. and it has hot and cold by Katy perry in it dance dance by fallout boys in there like all like it is like songs that were at the peak of their popularity at the year that the dvd came out somehow they dropped the money it's either they dropped the money or they just thought none of these artists will ever see this movie i think we can just <laughs> you, think, <laughs> you, think they, you think they just did what we do on podcasts and just be like <laughs> yeah. ah, whatever we'll just we'll put the song in no one <laughs> that's 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 gonna be a nightmare when that when when the hammer comes down on us matt you realize that's gonna be a nightmare i want to bring it back to to donna lewis here for a second sure um, dude, I watched her play "I Love You Always Forever" at the Commonwealth Games in Kuala Lumpur. Is that how you say it in Malaysia? Yeah, yeah. And it looks like there are a million people at this show, <laughs> and they are going crazy. Whoa. And it's so funny because, like, think about like playing in front of a million people. You, you know, you and I, we play in like rocking bands, but it's them playing this like very light. <laughs> pop song and people are just going off there are like in the crowd you'll see like kind of like conga lines going through (laughs) the crowd and just people are just 
it's just they're going nuts it's almost like it's real but it almost seems like something that someone would create like that's funny because it's like <laughs> oh like the tiktoks where they just replace the musician the music with the veggie tales theme and it's like here's rob, Zo- rob zombie like rocking the fuck out <laughs> yeah sure something <laughs> to this like that kids but, show theme song yeah yeah or they always take that one clip of, I don't know what band it is. It's like a hardcore band or something where it's like these real jacked guys, like oh, really yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're like stomping and like people are just like moshing so hard. I, <laughs> you could put any song to that. It's, it's like wham the, the or new, something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the new one that's been kind of a favorite for me and maybe the algorithms just pushing it to me because of my, uh, my Christian punk past, but there's a lot of taking ska music and putting it over top of like the videos of the, and uh, like the super over the top uh, televangelists, like having a religious moment on stage <laughs> yeah, where they're like yeah, shaking oh, yeah. and dancing around. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, hey Matt, I have a game. I have a game for Ooh. you guys. Are you okay? Uh, I like this. You like games. Um, so this song, I love you always forever was the highest charting single on the Billboard Hot 100 by a Welsh artist since Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart in 1983. So she's she's a Welsh artist. Some other Welsh artists are Tom Jones, Mm -hmm. um, the band Funeral for a Friend, uh, Duffy, if you remember Duffy. Oh, Warwick Uh, Avenue. Future future one-hit thunder episode, potentially. Uh, Badfinger. (laughs) uh, Oh, great band. Stereophonics and Jem, who's like a. Do you guys know who Jem is by any chance? With a J, right? Yeah. Yes, with a J. She's yeah. a pop star who, strangely enough, is married to a guy I graduated high school with. Weird. <laughs> and, and I'm also like distantly related to. Yeah, it's wow. pretty pretty crazy. Um, All right. So my game, much like we played this game about where where do we play this game about Matt? This Matt Belgium. Oh Belgium. <laughs> we played this game before, and I named bands, and Matt had to guess whether they were a real or fake artist from Belgium. Never has anyone done worse. He he had a, <laughs> he had a fifty fifty chance on everyone, and he missed like the first eight. It so, was I think I scored a two out of ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. it, it was bad. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and forth between you guys. I'll name a band. You tell me, is it a real Welsh band or a fake Welsh band? Can I mean, we, the Welsh can language. we add a, an agree or disagree on there instead before you reveal the answer? Okay, yeah, we can do I that. Can, right. I like that a little challenge. Go back and forth. What What were you gonna ask, Brendan? Oh, I was gonna say the Welsh language is so crazy. I don't know if you've ever seen like those signs that are like the longest sign in the world, and it's like one word that's like forty five letters long. Yeah, <laughs> this might be difficult. We'll see. Okay, we'll. We'll see. So we'll start with you, Brendan, and then yep. Matt can either agree or disagree. So okay. the Bug Club. I'm going to say fake. That's not and a Welsh band. I'm going to go with fake as well on that. Uh, you guys are wrong. That is a real <laughs> Welsh band, the Bug Club. Okay. It's kind of a great name, actually. Yeah. 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 All right. But it sounds Matt. like something you would make up, Chris. That's why I said <laughs> that's that's the secret to this game is trying to crack the code on would Chris make this up or not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you you were terrible at it, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt, we'll go with you first this time. Asteroid boys. I'm gonna go with real on this. I'm gonna i I'm gonna challenge that. I think that's fake. So you think that's fake? Matt gets a point. That is a real boy. That is a real band. It's actually spelled A S T R O I D, which is not how you spell asteroid. It's right. Asteroid. Got it. Asteroid boys. All right. Back to you, Brendan. All right. Here we go. Icons of filth. 
I'm going to say real. Matt? I'm going to say this is the first made-up one from Chris. Point to Brendan. That is a oh, real band. Yes. Icons of filth. <laughs> All right, so we're tied 1-1 one, one right tied now. tied 1-1. One, one. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Well, Matt. I think I get I get a negative point for challenging the other one. So Let's not get too complicated. Okay. Yeah, okay. We, we got to keep... Yeah, I'll lose yeah, track. Yeah. Okay, Matt. Alphabetical row with row spelled R H O. Alphabetical row. I'm gonna go with real. Okay, Brendan. Yeah, I I, I challenge that. That's you challenge fake. that? You're saying that's yeah, fake? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Point to Brendan. No, <laughs> I, I thought I would really fool you by saying it's spelled R H O. That was the only Alpha. thing that made me question it for a split second. Is he's going out of his way to call out the spelling, but I still think that this is real. Well, he called out the spelling in Asteroid Boys too. So <laughs> yeah, after. yeah, but after we had yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. made a All call. Right. Brendan's up 2-1. Okay, Brendan. Budgie. I'm going to say fake as well. I'm going to go real. I just can't imagine a scenario where Chris wrote the word budgie down and <laughs> called it a day. <laughs> well, actually, there would be a scenario in that because some guy who used to be in our band, Greg, used to say, used to use the word budgie to mean like he hooked up with somebody. That is actually a real band. Yes. So, <laughs> so we're, t- we're tied at two. I want to give you guys each Damn. two more. Two okay. more. You each get, so it's actually four more rounds. But uh, okay, Got so it. we're back to Matt. Tied to 2-2, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Uh, Matt, who's Molly? Who's Molly? I'm going to go real. Brendan? Yeah, I agree. You guys are right. Who's Molly yes. is a band. Okay. So I think you guys kind of wash. I think it's bags rules. It's like if you both get it, it's a wash. Oh, I like okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah. Nah, I think I feel like we've champ- come too far. It's just 3-3 three, three now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Three, three. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Okay. So... Brendan. Yes. Molecular Overland. Oh, man. I'm going to say fake. That's not real. I'm going with, again, I cannot imagine Chris just writing down Molecular Wonderland. (laughs) So I'm going to go with Molecular Overland. Either way, I'm writing down fake on this. You're or no, sorry, fake? sorry. I'm writing down real. I think that you did okay. not create this name. All right. Okay. Brendan gets a point that is fake. Ah. Yes. I right, made so that one up. Three. That is a, a wild one band. to make up. Yeah, yeah. If you need a name for your band, Molecular Overland is available, as is Alphabetical <laughs> Row, spelled R-H-O. <laughs> uh, okay. So back to Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Axiom Prompter. I'm going real. Okay. I say fake. No, real. Cool. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree. It's real. Uh, you guys are both wrong. It's fake. I made that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Gone Axiom with my gut. prompter. <laughs> okay, so what? You each have one left. What's the score? Is it's it still four. Three? It's four three. So four three. Brendan. Okay. Yeah. So this is. I'm on Brendan now. Okay. Yes. Okay. Taint. <laughs> say that one more time. Taint. T a i n t. Taint. Yeah, yeah like Taint misbehaving. Like, <laughs> I want it so bad to be real, but I don't think it is. But hold on. Give me a second to imagine it. It's real. It's real. I'm going to agree with them. I feel like that's real. That is real. Wow. <laughs> I did not make up the name Taint. That's an awful, awful band name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. This and is the last, last one. I can maybe back. tie it up, but that's it. All right. I'm going to try to give you the hardest one possible. 
<laughs> Tiger Tales. All one word with a Z. Tiger Tales. You made that up. Yeah, it's made up. That is a real Welsh band. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I still did better than the Belgium bands, I guess, but not by much. Congratulations, Brendan. You won. Yes. Finally. Uh, all right. So we could get back to to Donna. What's her name? Donna? I always Donna call Lewis. her. Donna, Donna Lewis. Donna Lewis. I almost called um, her Donna Lee. Um, so, so I was yeah. going to talk about a little bit, just chart stuff real quick. Okay. Song peaked. At number two on August 24th, 1996, as we already established, Macarena just blockaded her for nine straight weeks. Um, but the day that it peaked, the top five was okay. We've had some pretty strong top fives in the last couple weeks. I wouldn't say this is the case. Uh, number three was Loungin' by LL Cool J. Number four was Twist It by Keith Sweat. And number five, and I always forget this is the actual name of the song, uh, Quad City DJs with... Come on, ride it, uh, and then in parentheses, the train. Come on, ride <laughs> so, the train, and ride it. Uh, and then Great just song. wanted to call out a couple of the one-hit wonders that found their way onto the top 40. Uh, artists that we've already covered included Dishwalla's Counting Blue Cars at nice. 15, uh, Jan Arden's uh, I'll Never <laughs> Get It Right. How much you struggle with her name. It's just Jan Arden. It's Jan Arden's <laughs> Insensitive at number 18. Tony Rich Projects, Nobody Knows at 27, and sure to be a future One Hit Thunder episode, No Mercies, Where Did You Go at 17. Oh, is that, where did you go? Go, my oh, lovely. That's a good one. <laughs> hey, that's... Matt, I, I think I know why, I think I figured out why you always call her Jan R. Dean. I think you're thinking of Jan and Dean. The, yes. The, the, the 60s Beach Boys music. Wanted, yeah. yeah, the Beach Boys guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, some few more things. But before we close out, I want to mention is that Donna Lewis performed on Beverly Hills 90210. Did you guys know that? I did know that. I saw that clip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was in an Strange. episode. I, I, I looked deep into like what episode it was. It was on an episode called Phantom of CU in which Steve meets a mysterious prankster student known as the Phantom of CU while working as a night watchman right. <laughs> and his penance for cheating. I don't know what they meant by this. Uh, oh, oh, I get it. Steve was cheating so he had to make up for it by working as a night watchman and <laughs> but he felt compassion for the phantom of cu because he learned that it was a student named larry who was homeless and wanted to graduate from college meanwhile claire <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile claire and later donna tried to arrange a blind date for kelly which turned out less than satisfying when the guy an englishman named neil phillips annoyed her Donna begins a new career for herself as the weather girl on CUTV, which unfortunately nets her an unwanted fan. And Tracy helps Claire work on the new college yearbook, and David becomes suspicious of, tr of Tom's true motive while helping to get the singer Donna Lewis to perform at the After Dark. It's oh. a really, really complex storyline there. <laughs> yes, it's a very yes. long plot description for sure. Um, yeah. The other thing with Donna Lewis, there was two other kind of semi-noteworthy things that I pulled up. Um, her and Richard Marks collaborated yeah. on the one of the main songs in Anastasia. Uh, that didn't really do anything both at the box office or on the charts, really. And then she did have, while she never had like a mainstream hit, after this, she had a number one dance hit um, with... Whoa. 
did I write down what the song was? Yes. Uh, I Could Be The One was a number one U.S. dance hit. And from that, she's lent her voice to lots of house and dance music. Okay. Um, and there was one other thing that was kind of interesting about this song is that it exceeded one million spins on radio and claimed its place in music his- uh, industry history of being the most played single up until that point. So well, was- I'm sure that that's been surpassed in time, but it has, but I, I saw that fact too, but I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like why wouldn't it have been the Macarena if it was stuck at two and <laughs> Macarena was at one? Well, shouldn't it have so, been the- so it's, because the Billboard charts is based on single sales more than radio play. There's a whole separate it. chart of radio songs, and I'm sure this did great on radio songs. But remember, Everyone we talked about rushing out to buy that Macarena yeah. single because <laughs> no one was just buying. No one was buying the Los, <laughs> whatever Del Del Armitri or whatever's uh, Los Del Rio. Come on, Del, you can't Del, combine uh. Los Del Armitri. <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be an awesome matchup yeah. for girl talk. That's um, actually a real Welsh band name. Yes, yeah. Los Delamitri. Los Delamitri. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, because remember well, when we talked about the Dishwalla track, which I think was probably the song that took over after Donna Lewis for one of the most played songs. But that song never even hit number one on the charts. But it was like because it could fit on top forty, alternative, and like seven or eight other stations, mm-hmm. it was getting played so much. So I'm sure this song just kind of fit almost any format. Because in a weird way i could see this even being qualified into like alternative in the same way that like a sophie b hawkins or like a lot of those other female kind of new agey pop stars would get like lumped into that that alternative mm-hmm. scene she she was referred to as a less quirky kate bush by a couple critics <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> like, that's a stretch yeah <laughs> that commercial was directed by the same guy who directed that insane John Claude Van Damme commercial where he like does the split with the with uh-huh. the two trucks. That's a yeah. that's an all timer right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hey. good that's a good one. Look, okay, so before, well, before we do, we're going to decide if Donna Lewis is a blunder or thunder. We're going to decide that in a second. But first, you know, Brendan. You're my friend, and I just want to brag about you as my friend on here. (laughs) I feel like you're such a humble guy. You do all this cool, amazing stuff, and it'll just be like, in passing, like, eh, I made a movie. (laughs) Like, oh, (laughs) I just directed these bunch of music videos for all these gigantic bands. I just did, oh, I want a VMA. No big deal. (laughs) Like, I feel like no one has ever been more humble or made less of a deal about things that if I did them or if they happened to me, I'd be like, Shouting hey, to the rooftops. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> like, it's just, and I mean, that's, I mean, that is a compliment to you, but I want everyone to know that uh, how proud and glad and, and proud I am to call you my friend for all the things that you've done. Uh, dude, you just, I watched the new Fallout Boy video you directed, uh, just came out this past, well, when we're recording this just this past week. Uh, it's amazing. It's a, it's a giant like uh, special effects and everything like and you've done a few of those at this point special effects types videos but that's pretty awesome man yeah thanks a lot yeah I mean yeah. I, I think that's part of my flaw is not not being able to uh, shout them for the rooftops because I feel like I'd be maybe a little bit more successful if I could tell people about these uh, things but you're pretty damn successful you're the first guest we've ever had on here with a VMA um, oh, all right. <laughs> you got well, uh, for best director right or, or best uh, I th- 
I think best rock video. Best yeah. rock video, yeah. But yeah. for your work as the director of that video, yeah, yeah, is yeah. What, what I was getting at. That's for Fallout Boy, Uma Thurman, yeah. right? No, uh, yeah. Young and Menace. I, I think I've, I think I got like three or four at this point. High Hopes is the most oh. recent one. Panic at the Disco. Yeah, the one where he walks up the side of the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. I look. This shows how much I did. You what? You got one for that too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Where do you keep these things? You They're have Moon Men? above me right now, but I can... I'm not going to bring them down, but yes. You have Moon... This dude has multiple Moon Men. That's so cool. <laughs> Look, all that I'm going to ask so cool. is because we're such a... I, I think that we're a Moon Man worthy podcast if they ever added that as a category. 100%. If you run out of space for the future ones, if you just yeah. want to send them to Chris and I, Brent, Brent, <laughs> we'll change Brent, the front plate and call yes. it. A <laughs> you could do it like I have. I have one of those office, like the office, the Dundee, where you can oh, change yeah. the front plate to like yep. white as sneakers or whatever. We can just change a one hit thunder Moon Man best podcast about one hit wonders, whatever. <laughs> uh, so the VMA thing is amazing. I didn't realize you had. That shows you I'm a bad friend. I didn't realize you had multiple. <laughs> I knew you had the Uma Thurman one. Um, you did the Wrinkles the Clown documentary. You created the cartoon Walt. Uh, I you didn't wrote... even piece together you're the Wrinkles the Clown guy. I yeah, saw that I... at uh, Fantastic Fest. Oh, It was nice. fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I wrote and directed the film Spell. You've worked with Sia, Weezer, Lord, Fall Out Boy, The Lonely Island, Train, Panic the Disco, Shawn Mendes, many more. What did you do with The Lonely Island? I saw that on your wiki. I'm like, I didn't know I that. just did um, a series of like lyric videos for them back okay. on that, when they had that album. Yeah. Right. Still cool. Dude. Yeah. This is awesome. all such cool stuff. Do you have anything cool? Like, I'm just bragging about you now, but do you have anything cool coming up? You could shout it from the rooftops on our podcast. We celebrate you over here, Brendan. I'm trying. I'm trying to make a mo another movie. It'd be really yeah. fun to make another movie. Uh, I got this movie about this hardcore singer who's a real piece of shit. And no one wants to be in it, but I'm nice. trying. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Um, and uh, yeah, man. Oh, and obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, Brendan plays in the band Valencia. That's how we became friends long ago. And uh, yeah, amazing band. Oh, we're playing. With Limp Bizkit in a couple weeks, so that's something what? really fun. <laughs> We're playing at Bamboozle Festival, which is a real oh, oh, crazy yeah, lineup nice. this year, and like Limp Bizkit is the headliner, and somehow <laughs> it's like Limp Bizkit, Papa Roach, and like us and say anything. It's really weird. That's awesome, <laughs> man. I do have one more. This is maybe not interesting at all, but I just it was very strange because my wife's. This is a back to Donna Lewis. Sorry, uh -huh. but I was preparing for this this weekend, and my wife has two of her old bandmates like staying here with us at our house and they were like i was just telling them about this and they're like we played for donna lewis like on a series of shows like a couple years ago like they opened for her and then she hired them as their band and nice. she was like apparently she like just didn't want to rehearse with them so she's like well it's just gonna be like a track but you just gotta like mime it oh which God. is so so funny and weird Why? they were just like i don't know they were like we really want to learn it and play and she was like Definitely just mime it. Oh. Which I thought was so strange. <laughs> Dang. Why you have musicians. Why why yeah. would you I that that's very strange. Yeah. Uh, I we don't, can you I, don't have to include that. I just thought uh, it was very I think funny it is strange. Interesting and weird. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. All right. Oh, wait, I got, Thunder I got Blunder two, time. Two, uh -oh. Yeah, well, Thunder Blunder time, but I'll tell you two more very way way less interesting than what Brendan just told us, which I thought was interesting. Um Here's two very not that interesting things. Donna Lewis has one son. I yep. saw a picture of him. He seems big. 
or maybe she's just small. And I don't mean big like <laughs> obese. He just seems like a big guy. Like yeah, yeah. he seems like a large man. Um, <laughs> and the other completely <laughs> Matt's laughing really hard about that. He's just a big guy. Uh, and the other part is the, uh, <laughs> the other, probably the most, the least interesting piece of info you'll ever want to know about Donna Lewis. She's a Miley Cyrus fan. Oh, that's, that's about as uninteresting of piece of info as you can get. Okay. <laughs> Brendan. Yes. Does Donna Lewis bring the thunder or is it a one hit blunder? Should this not have been a hit? Did she not deserve it? Or did she bring the thunder? I think she br- brought the thunder here. I think yeah. this is a hit. Yeah. Certified. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you guys think? I th- I, t- I could tell Chris is on the fence there. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence. Matt, what do yeah. you think? I'll go I last. love this song. I've actually always really, really liked this song so much. So the, here's here's another one for a future one hit Thunder Bingo card. I bought the record. Uh, well, of I, I've, you did. I've I've listened to it. You only really need to know I love you always forever, which usually is a huge strike in my in my decision making so i'm gonna go ahead and go with blunder on this one um i think that the song itself is fantastic but i think her just having this one and nothing else with her career is probably accurate (laughs) sure i put this song in the same so maybe i'm not changing my mind i still think it's a thunder but i do put it in the same category as like dreams by cranberries or like everywhere by uh fleetwood mac where like they don't sound like anything else but they're a song like when it comes on i'm like ah let's leave this on well, i like this like, i'm not tell like you, turn this off i don't like this i'll tell yeah. you what song this actually reminds me of the most and i referenced this artist once already uh and it's a point of contention between chris and i but sophie b hawkins as i lay me like i feel like this song and that song kind of fit into the exact same musical landscape world of like nursery rhyme chorus kind of slow and and ambient background music yeah i think Uh, that's closer to what it really is you're right or like truly madly deeply which yes savage garden all of that correct (laughs) yeah this song i've never really been that psyched when this song was on i have to tell you one thing that i think is really funny (laughs) this 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 throws back to when we first started our conversation we have right now Two people with me on this podcast. One who downloaded so much music (laughs) that he actually got in trouble for it. And the other one who last time he was at my house said to me, man, I saw there's a CD warehouse. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go check it out and came back and had spent $60 on compact discs in the year 2023. You have the two ends of the spectrum here. This is my most recent purchase from last week. (laughs) The, The dude keeping, keeping that format alive. Um, yeah, Donna Lewis, I think she's pretty cool. There you go. <laughs> I think I think she's pretty cool. The song doesn't do a lot for me. I went deep into her catalog. I got to tell you, probably my favorite song by her is the song with Richard Marks from Anastasia. Oh. Yeah. And I thought that song was pretty good. And when Richard Mark comes, when Richard Marks comes in, uh, it's the most Richard Marks sounding thing I've ever heard. I'm like, that is Richard Marks. That is <laughs> that voice that we all know so well. But unfortunately, I'm gonna have to give her. Oh, do I really want to go? Do I really want to do this? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go blunder because I don't really ever feel like listening to this song. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. You know, I think maybe maybe what just put it right over the edge was she took that Super Bowl money. She took that Super Bowl yeah. money, did a parody of her own song, 
So at that point, she turned her thunder into a blunder. Sorry, Donna Lewis, you took the money and that's fine. That's probably worth more than, than, than a thunder <laughs> on one hit thunder. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Brendan, thanks for coming on, man. You're a yeah, great thanks guest. Thanks for having me. This you should really come fun. again sometime. I would love to. Yeah, yeah, we've got yeah. a second song already in the hopper. I think Ooh. you sent us like three or four options. Okay. Yeah. There's so right. many out there. It's kind of gnarly and scary, actually, but I, yeah. I, I, it's also <laughs> exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd love to. This is really fun. Thanks, guys. been one hit thunder one hit thunder is hosted by chris Athalios of the band's punchline pack and another cheetah and produced by matt kelly of geekscape.net underneath me you're hearing open up off the punchline album action subscribe to the podcast a band called punchline for an episode about the recording and release of the album action also be sure to visit punchline.com for merch tour dates and news we're on Patreon now. Become a patron and get bonus content, early episodes, and a chance to vote on future episodes at patreon.com backslash OHT podcast. Do you want to start a podcast? Contact Chris and myself at weknowpodcasting.com for how we can make your show sound as professional as possible. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for more One Hit Thunder. place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers, 
think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>